0: Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network and this morning... You are joined by myself, Lawson, and seeing across from me, my good friend Brett. Brett, hey, hey. how are
1: you doing this morning? Yeah, doing really well. Dude. Yeah, happy to be here. You slept winning. in this morning, so I had to rush very suddenly really? to the studio. That was good fun. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> awesome! Yeah, I love a classic radio sleep in when you wake <laughs> up at 6:30 yeah. of six thirty and six a.m. You know, classic. You know, yeah, we're, we're really uh, we're really lazing about here. That's mm. awesome. That's awesome. But you're here. I am here. I know what that. Uh, I know what that like moment is like when you wake up and you're like and you check your phone and you see a time that's later than you thought it was going to be My alarm was set for 5am and I just must have slept completely
1: through it. Woke up at like six thirty-five, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh!"
0: And, and so the adrenaline woke me up yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. effectively. i will Lu- get that. Luckily, you're oh. just up the road, so you can just just yes. run out. Yeah, I've had uh, I've had that wake-up moment with uh, producer Shell calling me at six fifty-nine, and I was <laughs> like twenty minutes away by a car, and uh, did a you know commander roll out of bed. And, oh no! You know, came in. But hey, no, god <laughs> God's still blessed in those moments. You know, you live and you learn. Hey, oh man, I had such a good weekend, bro. Just mm. go going to church and spending time with people and then this morning woke up got in the pool cut some some laps this morning with my good friend Michael uh here at Avondale Mm. in the pool there and uh he I had goggles and he didn't and so like (laughs) I would do like a couple laps I felt really bad so Mm. I'd do do a couple laps and then I'd give him my goggles and then (laughs) I'd spend like uh, breaststroke for a couple of laps, and then he'd mm. go. And, and so we're going to go get some goggles, and we've committed. We're like, all right, You're we're going to, mate. We're going to power at,
1: sharing, though. Well done.
0: Those gates, ready to get in that pool mm. early in the morning, so we can spin some laps. And mm. hey, you might see us in Olympics, Never like way. on the sidelines, like hopefully cheering along. I'd really like to go, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, hey, living our best lives, starting the day Surely. off healthy and with some exercise. Coming up in today's show, we're talking about animals. Yeah, lots of animals. And you can, you need to work out are we referring to people as animals? Or maybe just animals as just, animals. Just animals as animals. Okay, okay, Although just... there is
1: one there is one story that might pop up about a person, which is okay, pretty cool. Yeah. But he's not the animal. There's okay. just a lot of animals. Praise God. Yeah, we work it out.
0: Awesome. We're also going to talk about America. We are going to do a Bible study in the song. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. My good friend, Brett, sitting across from me right now, please give us our first quiz question. Yeah.
1: So the first quiz question, pretty simple one to start off with, Mm -hmm. what is the fourth book of the Bible? Okay. So chronologically, fourth book of the Bible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, count it out. Yeah. What is the fourth book there? If you know the answer, 0491 064 669. Mm. And if you know that answer, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing prizes for this week. What yeah. are they, Brett? Well, it's actually two books this time.
1: Mm-hmm. Two books, oh. and they're part of a set. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually about the fourth book of the New Testament. Yes. So we're looking at Which the Which is the answer, by the way. We're no. looking for the we're fourth, for book, the fourth of the book of the Bible, not as a whole in the, the question, yeah. But the prize has to do with the fourth book of, of the, the New, New Testament. Testament, yes, the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. which is probably a confusing time to say it that way. So I apologise, yeah. But that's uh, <laughs> okay. That's, that's fine.
0: I, I believe in our <laughs> listeners. I believe that they're listening, yes. that they're attentive, that they're awake on this fine Monday morning. Yeah. So this is not me giving you
1: the answer. This would be the wrong answer. But that's We're right. looking at uh, the books called God with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first book, and the second book is called God for us, mm. and um, they're both about. The Gospel of John, they're yes. by James W. Gilly. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, basically it's looking through the book of John, the mm-hmm. Gospel of John. And yeah, basically looking at how that applies, everything that goes on in that book, looking at it in depth and looking at how it actually applies to our context today, yeah. how we can apply it to us, how we can, you yeah, know, help it, how, how that Gospel can help us in mm-hmm. our day to day lives moves along. So it's a really good book and worth yeah. getting your hands on.
0: Absolutely. And I think the reason they're titled God with us and God for us, the gospel of John and John's mm. letters contain more than the writings of Peter or, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, mm. any of those ones. They contain the most times the word know mm. is used. And the word know is used often in the context of God knowing us. Yeah. It really reflects how God came down from heaven, uh, to this earth to To save humanity, he became intimate with mm. the human experience as well. So again, zero yeah. four nine one zero six four six six nine. This is a book that you absolutely want, and if you would like it, you just need to tell us the answer to that question. What is the fourth book of the Bible? Hey, mm-hmm. some other quick good news: we've got uh, we've got our good friend Nikita in the studio as well. She's currently yeah. writing down people who have uh, answered quizzes and whatnot because uh, she's filling in and doing some producing today, as well as Mm. Producer Shell. Producer Shell's here. Nikita's Mm. doing some training.
1: Yes. Producer Shell is training an army of apprentices right now, and I'm not quite sure why it's starting to concern me.
0: We have so Um many people coming through this studio. I'm I'm like... Because uh, I'm permanent here, I'm, I'm, is my job at threat? Is, is DJ Shell the mastermind pulling the strings, is she trying to kick she, us out of you? She could be. Yeah. She,
1: the, the army like built yeah. in her own image, decided like, to run the show her way. And what get happens
0: of- if there's four <laughs> producers when we walk in, to us two speakers, oh, like all of a sudden, I don't know. there won't be any room for us, then they'll just be like, hey, we've got this, from now on, leave. Yeah, it's it's worrying. It's, it's worrying It's, a concern, it's, it's actually we... not it's actually not worrying. It's actually Jennifer a huge blessing. It is um to have uh, <laughs> a rotation of people who can produce on the show and yeah, you know, we're in a real more permanent location now with Faith FM mm. and uh, where, you know, with our studio here in North New South Wales where we do the breakfast show mm. from, and, and we're just seeing it uh, expanding. So praise God yeah, for that. It's great. Hey, what is happening with these animals in the positively different news that we have to share today?
1: Well, believe it or not, the first time I went on this show ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about this animal called the woolly, which I'd okay. never heard of before Before looking it up a little bit. The woolly mm-hmm. is just really interesting sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They're these very little fluffy marsupials. They're yeah. so cute. They're adorable. Um, I talked about how they, they'd been reintroduced in a part of Western Australia mm-hmm. and that their population had been growing. Mm-hmm. I only found out today as well that a similar program has happened in New South Wales and they've just gotten the results back. So okay. uh, this was in the Pilligas State Forest of mm-hmm. Northwest New South Wales, um, in late 2022, September 2022, they released, uh, 55, um, mm. boilies into this area and they were a bit worried about it because the timing of it was kind of bad because mm. since that time in that area, there'd been three floods and a major bushfire. Mm. And so it's like, oh, okay, that that's a problem.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, the state of animal conservation in New South Wales is is uh <laughs> is a bit of a mixed bag because yeah. of the very real threats that our animals are facing, yeah. yeah.
1: And you know, the Pillygorry Forest it's sort of in that central northern mm. part of New South Wales, quite inland. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, some of these areas were pretty hit hard by mm. by bushfires, floods, that sort of stuff. Mm. But um the good news is that since that time, the population has doubled. Oh, that's amazing. Slightly over-doubled. So we've got now 110 or more that um, have been found in that little enclosure. Mm. The problem is it is like a fenced-off area still. It's, Mm. it's It's not a a permanent, I guess, or as permanent reintroduction yeah. as what happened in Western Australia because there's still a lot of predators, introduced mm. predators, mm. that are a great risk to the woilies, so they're very much confined to the fenced area. Do you have
0: a list of the predators there? What What are the things that are attacking the woilies? What, yeah. what, what are killing these things? I
1: actually don't have anything specific. Okay. But I'd imagine, you know, everything from feral dogs to potentially even feral cats, these are quite oh. small little things. They sort of feral fit into cats. a human hand.
0: Mate, we are anti-feral cats here. Yeah. Right. So we're, we're well... I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say where, but definitely there has been a culture that has permeated since mm. since Lyle Southall being on The Breakfast Show of a hate for <laughs> for feral introduced... Well, introduced animals in general mm. that are pests, but particularly feral cats. Yeah. But L- Lyle's point of view is that uh, all cats are feral and uh, you know, need to be decimated. Like he He's pretty solid on that. That being said, <laughs> oh, dude. My my dad has a cat in his house at the moment, and he's loving it because it's like they just put all the carpet up because they're doing reno's, mm. and this cat is destroying the mice. Bro, it is it is getting it done, making sure these mice know that. Which is also mm. an introduced animal. These mice know their place; they can go home, they mm. can they can get out of there. So, but uh, it's unfortunate when these kinds of animals yeah spread through our yeah. bush, and yeah, unfortunately put under threat these animals. It's the native ones that suffer a lot of the time, which is a shame. I'd be interested to see at what point they feel as though they can tip the scales in the wheelie population where they can reintroduce it, like once there's a certain amount of numbers, because Mm. I I assume that the amount of... Predators that they are there are an introduced species like it's kind of at the state where it's impossible to get rid of all of them before the woolries can be introduced, so yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes see how it and pans that out. that
1: seems to be their plan right mm. they're talking about increasing that population density so that they mm. can start to spread it out, yeah, but yeah, see what happens
0: absolutely mm. Hey, what else is happening in
1: the positively different years this morning? Well, this is just a small little story, but a quite positive one um I thought uh basically. Uh, It's a bit of an older story, Mm -hmm. so it may have been featured on the show before, in which case I apologize, but it was just a really heartwarming one, and essentially there was this guy, Kelly J. Frank is his name, he's a Canadian author, he introduced, his. he's like a financial-minded guy, he loves his numbers, his figures, and he wrote, after years of working in that field, a book um, Mm -hmm. about investing, in the hopes of helping people new to the investing process, try to understand how to get into it and all of that stuff. And he was so excited about it, apparently put years of work into Mm. it, all this stuff that he did was um, really hard, and he was going to launch the book at his local library, he had promotional material, everything was going pretty well, nobody showed up to the book launch. And a lot of his videos that he'd been putting out on YouTube to try to advertise it were getting like one view, two views, he wasn't having much luck. Mm. Um, But his daughter, I think this is just a really beautiful story, his daughter actually came in, Mm. um, realising what was going on, Mm. and... Uh, she'd been taking videos and pictures of her dad's work process actually making mm. the book, and um, she starts posting it on TikTok. Okay. And she's sort of saying, like, that, you know, telling the story, I guess, of how disappointed her dad was that nobody mm. even came to the book launch, nobody's interested in the book. He's put mm. years of work into this, it's pretty sad, and, like, showing the work that he put in behind the mm. scenes, and um, it absolutely went viral. Oh, okay. So it started on 60 views and then it went to 160,000. And yep. then by the end of that next day, it was 6 million. Mm. Um, and this guy's book started to sell really well. Mm. Uh, and to a much bigger audience, he was expecting to start with his local community and see if he could branch it out. But mm. I just thought that was a very beautiful story about yeah. how the love of family um, yeah. And, you know, people coming in on our behalf yeah. can be a very good thing. And, you know, there's a few gospel themes in there too, isn't yeah. there, really?
0: And I think it's oftentimes that these kinds of stories and scenarios, the reality is is that they're actually quite compelling. Mm. They just need to be brought before an audience mm. uh, in, in a very sincere and genuine way. Like, yeah. if he had have made a TikTok that said, I'm sad because no one showed up to my book launch mm. – it, I think it would have been a bit disingenuous and, yeah. and and potentially like people would be turned off by that. Mm. but hey, but like hey, look, this is my dad. like mm. he's working hard for this, this book da. da, da, da. People mm. are you know seeing that secondhand experience of of the trial and the pain and mm. but also like the hard work and whatnot. people yeah. were compelled and uh, you know in my mind,'m I'm already I'm seeing some path. I'm seeing some connections mm. you know, to the gospel and the role that we have to share. Christ to others, mm. and how God has called us, and this is a big theme you see in, say, Ephesians chapter three, mm. you know, where where it's like it's by the church that the manifold wisdom of God is revealed yes. to the principalities and powers of the universe. Yeah, like it is through our experience with God that christ is revealed Mm. and so i feel like you know there's twofold message here it's like do nice things for people you know Mm. uh but furthermore also like our stories uh, are compelling our stories our experiences with christ are compelling Mm. and are a blessing and people can take amazing things from them people can really grow in their faith as a result you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different Joined by myself Lawson. We've got Brett in the studio as well. We've got Nikita here filling in and well learning. Learning mm. to fill in. Learning to, to use the decks yeah. and push the buttons and whatnot. Push a button for us. Okay, that, that, was that, that, was a, that was a button. How are you, Nikita? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Oh man, I'm so good. How's your weekend? Really good. Nice and busy, but had a nice um yeah. Catch up with one of my friends from Canberra. Actually, yeah, oh, amazing. (laughs) We had our biannual catch up. (laughs) Uh, That's it. Very cool. That's it. Is that biannual? Is that once every two years Um, or twice a year? Twice every year. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sweet. Hey, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning and actually Nikita, Brett, myself, we've, we've got uni starting this week and mm. we had a oh, bunch yeah. of students move in. And speaking of Canberra, actually, I, I, saw some, some people from Canberra. So, so people who <laughs> listened to the show who've, who've got kids moving up here and it was really cool to catch up with those guys mm. and whatnot. So, yes. so, so powerful stuff. Shout out Canberra, by the way. Actually, mm. we got a text message in, um, from Sarah and she, texted in to answer the quiz question but then she said have the best day Sarah from Gong, it's near Canberra so shout out Canberra and the people from Googong, which is like the sickest name. That ever. is a cool name. Yeah, goo Gong. shout out yeah. Googong and everyone living there.
1: Yeah, Sarah, please tell us what people from goo, like what is the way that people from Googong refer to? The, like, are you Googongers or yeah. are you like <laughs>
0: are you Gongers? Are yeah. you Goers? Yeah. So, hey, let us know. Zero like four nine one. Go
1: getters. Like go getters, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. it, there's so many things you could do there.
0: Let us know. Absolutely. Seriously, sounds like a cool name. Hey, do you want to give us our next quiz question?
1: Will do. So, number two, what was Jesus' first public miracle? Oh, Ooh. good question. So, the first miracle that Jesus actually did publicly.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, you know the answer to this one if you've read the Bible. Hmm that flight fly civil that that fourth book, <laughs> that fourth book
1: of the New Testament, maybe it helps you that's in right in finding this one that's a very good clue, which which actually leads us into our prize mm. for this week. We've got a two part prize, it's two separate books, um God with us and God for Us by mm-hmm. James Gilley basically looking at. Each half of the Gospel of John, mm. and yeah, really looking at it in depth and seeing how this can apply to our life today. Mm. So get a hold of that one, guys. Zero four nine one zero six four six
0: six nine is the number to text your answers through today. Mm, absolutely. Again, what was Jesus's first public miracle? If you know the answer, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You're listening to the Breakfast Show this morning, and I wanted to talk about Methodism or the Methodist. Ooh movement. Now, there was a guy, his name was John Wesley. He Mm. was a Protestant. He was, you know, a reformer. But, you know, this is coming, uh, you know, couple hundred years after the original like we're talking, you know, Martin Luther and whatnot. Mm. And Methodism was started as a revival movement in mm. the Anglican church. And Methodism is one of the doctrines that Wesleyan theology is is one of the groups that I think like I'm I'm a seventh day Adventist personally. Mm. Uh but if there was another group that I would identify with in their in their core doctrines mm. yeah. Methodists are very close to Methodists anyways. and particularly like the the doctrines and the teachings of John Wesley yes. uh, you know and particularly revolving around a few things new birth assurance imparted righteousness and in, well yeah there's entire sanctification there which i think that we have a belief in but it's in a, a different kind of roundabout mm-hmm. way but the uh, the sense essentially uh the, the big thing that methodism saw the way it, Revival, the big revival that was there was the idea that God is wanting to work in your heart and in your life to change you. Mm. God is wanting to do a work inside of you. God knows that you're a broken sinner. Yeah, You have the ability to choose him. And as a result of making a choice to believe in him and to have faith in him, to accept his sacrifice and to accept his righteousness, mm. he then begins a process of sanctification mm. where he grows us and he makes us something more than we are or yeah. more than our capabilities are. This is, is biblical. 100%. It's like, this is... You know, when we read verses like Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, mm. you know, when we when we read these verses, or I, I think of uh, Ephesians two eight to ten, you know, mm. particularly verse ten, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus yeah. for good works. God is wanting to do a work in us to change us, and Methodism and the Methodist movement and, and the preaching of John Wesley mm. really reflected that yeah. and really spread that message to the world, and we very much as Seventh Day Adventists inherited. Uh, those doctrines and those stances and those beliefs uh, because we were like, this is biblical. And it rose up uh, to in, in the light of the decline of morality or the, the focus on, you know, godly morality within Mm. the Catholic church, within Anglicanism, within, you know, Wesley could see that within both Catholicism, which Mm. already from the time of Martin Luther, people could see that. That's why the Protestant Reformation happened. Mm. Uh, But furthermore, For Wesley, it was he could identify it in the Protestant movement as well. He said, Mm. hey, look, we can identify as people who believe the right thing and have autonomy to read the Bible and Mm. you know not be Catholic and whatnot, uh, but does that mean that we've sincerely given our hearts to God Mm. and we're letting him work in us? And and that was the the power of the Methodist church. And it's so unfortunate to see this denomination today straying so far from the model that was given to them Mm. uh, because – just a, a new story um broke the united methodist council or the conference i should say in america that's like the methodist church it's their uniting church we have the uniting church yeah. in australia very very similar um they are going to be having a general conference in 2024 where they have essentially promised it's it's when that conference happens they are removing uh, their definitions of godly marriage essentially mm. um they're changing their definitions on marriage which is their current definition is that uh, similarly to what the anglican church was mm. is that marriage is a lifelong union before god between a man and a woman yeah uh they're changing this standard and you know the, the methodist church and the uniting church in in the states and here in australia has very much embraced uh lgbt culture and whatnot mm. you know full force and, and employing gay leaders and gay pastors and, mm. and, and whatnot, now, gay and trans and yeah LGBTQ in general. Yeah, And it's gotten to the point where like always at these general conferences, because in the Methodist church, the churches all have a, a level of autonomy. They're not under full subjugation, but there is like the United Methodist Conference mm. in order to kind of steer them in the right direction. Yeah. Um, in this conference, there are different groups that show up and kind of, you know, like advocate for different law changes or whatever it may be. Mm, And in 2024, it will be the last year that a number of conservative advocacy groups in the United Methodist conference, the United Methodist church will be coming along to the conference because Mm. they've just seen, they've like, look, we, you know, particularly there's one organization called, I believe it's called Good News, and they've been attending the UMC, this conference, uh, since the 1960s and, mm. and advocating for biblicism, advocating for standing on the traditional values of um, uh, Methodism and, and, you know, the, the sanctification and these kinds mm. of things. They've been there since the 60s, and they've seen that the church and the leadership of the church has just more and more and continually and continually mm-hmm. ignored their suggestions ignore their calls to come back to the bible and so they're like 2024 will be our last year going yeah uh, because we see like the conference is just not going in the direction of what the bible says mm. and so what's the point of us continually advocating for a do- a denomination that is is falling really yeah. it's falling to the pressure and the woes of Culture and of cultural sensibility, and ultimately mm. of sin.
1: Yeah, and that d- d- never helps its numbers either. Yeah, I'm oh, aware that the United Methodist Church is declining incredibly rapidly oh, in the US.
0: It, it is like shedding, like. Like 12 to 20 percent year on year. Mm, like, we're mm. talking about a church that potentially in the next 10 to 15 years, like, will not exist. Same yeah. here in Australia with the uniting church, whereas like,
1: it had been like one of the biggest denominations yeah. in the north, especially it, Methodism, um, as well,
0: one of the fastest growing denominations yeah. in the world at one point. And it's like,
1: massively declining, even in Australia, the uniting yeah. church had a similar thing,
0: yeah. Mm. And it's, it's because of this embracing. Of, of culture that is against the Bible and doctrine mm. and, and whatnot. It's it's hard for people to swallow coming from the outside in to see that level of dissonance between mm. the Word of God, which is the primary document in which we base our faith mm. and our actions and our preaching and our teaching, you know, and and to see vi- verses in the Word of God that are so plain and clear and simple yeah. and to say that actually, no, this this isn't what it says, it, this isn't what it says, mm. which uh, just does not inspire any confidence no. uh, as to how one could believe in the Bible. Yeah, you know, i got a verse here. It's Matthew 23, 37. Uh, this is Jesus walking in Jerusalem, I believe, for the final time. Mm. He says, "O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often have I tried to? Uh, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chicks under her wings? And mm. ye would not. You know, Jesus was calling out to Jerusalem. You guys are going astray. I tried again. I sent you prophet after prophet after prophet. I tried yeah. to change this, and you would not heed it. And I think this is happening in the Methodist Church as well. People are mm. coming there, appealing. Hey, let's get back to the Bible. They haven't listened. They haven't listened. They haven't listened, and unfortunately. Going down this direction, it's mm. incredibly sad. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. I'm joined by myself, Lawson. We've got my good mm. friend Brett in the studio as well. We're going to okay. have our next quiz question.
1: Yeah. So number three, which of the following objects was not used by James as an analogy for the tongue? So an analogy for the tongue: a, a horse's bit; b, the helm of a ship. C,
0: a double-edged sword, or D, a fire? Oh. So, which of these
1: objects was not used by James as an analogy for the tongue? Okay. So, just to go through them one more time, because multiple choice, it's a lot to remember. A, a horse's bit, B, the helm of a ship, C, a double-edged sword, or D, a fire?
0: Mm. Fantastic stuff! If you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text again. That number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Our prizes mm. for this week: God with us and God for us. An incredible exploration of the Book of John yeah. and just the incredible things uh, that He has to offer, and and John, mm. the, the the exposition that He has on Jesus, His life, yeah. and how God intimately you know, knew us because of his experience in becoming mm, men. So, 100%. Hey, again, that number 0491 064 We've now come to the time of our interview today and we've got on the phone, pastor Justin Lawman. Justin, mm. how are you this morning?
2: Yeah, I'm going well, Lawson. How are you, mate?
0: Oh, mate, we're, we're killing. We're, we're not killing anything. We're, <laughs> we're, we're kicking, Although Producer Shell we're is getting the goals. army of producers. We're kicking goals. <laughs> we're killing it. We're winning. We're doing all of those things. We're stoked to have you on the show. We missed you last week. Uh, apparently, Yeah, my voice has simply
2: well. been so... Well, it's my voice. It, ah. it, it, it vanished and um, it's coming back. It's coming back. And, and mm-hmm. that... Quiz question: You guys have been tricky there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which Ooh, is not—that's not that's a trick by question. James.
0: So it's uh, yeah. People need to. Did James write
2: up. the book of Hebrews? That's the question. Oh, Ooh. that
0: is a good question. <laughs> oh, was it who wrote Hebrews? Yeah, or was it Paul who wrote the book of Hebrews? Or <laughs> anyway, or hey, a conversation for no, another time. <laughs>
2: another time. Um.
0: What is happening yeah. in the world of politics Just and prophecy? So much. So so much give us, give us. What, what do you think? What's going on?
2: Uh, well, look, uh, all eyes are on America with the race that's going on there. Of course, mm. we've heard some horrendous. You know, thirty-one thousand casualties. They said in uh, Ukraine, mm. when that's the biggest um, under. Estimate you've ever heard, mm. I, everyone else is saying it's way, way higher than that. Mm. Uh, a lot of bad stuff going on in the world. More attacks on the Houthis mm. just overnight. Um, the airstrikes and da, 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 da. But uh, the election cycle in the US, we were in North Carolina over the weekend. That's Billy Graham country. Mm. You ever been to North Carolina, guys?
0: No. I I I've That's I've gorgeous. been in close. I've been close. I want to go. But yeah, yeah I, I I know. I know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's North amazing.
2: Mm. Amazing country. Um, <laughs> Trump won easily, even though Nikki Haley is
0: That's was the state. governor.
2: Yeah, yeah. She was mm. the governor for two terms there. So that shows you the power of the Trump machine at the moment. Um, I what pricked up my ears in this last uh, couple of weeks since we've talked, you know that the, the Trump movement—I'm calling it a Trump movement, but it's really populist nationalist movement—they're mm. coming against the globalists at the moment. That's and Nikki Haley is she's sort of sided with that side in the Republican Party, the, mm. the globalist. Those two are in this knife fight I keep talking about to the death. The other side, the democratic globalist side, has made lots of attacks against Trump over the mm. years. first one, he was a Russian asset. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. 2016, yeah, yeah. the Russia the big, meddled
0: with yeah. the election, and that's yeah. the only way Trump could have won, yeah.
2: Anyway, yeah. Uh, then he was going to end democracy, <laughs> uh, a dictator. He's an election denier. Mm. There's all these attacks. The latest attack... My ears just went straight up. Christian nationalist.
0: Yes, <laughs> I was. I was reading about this earlier today. Actually, I was reading about this this morning. Um, yeah, yeah. That that essentially, yeah. If 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 you stand up for, for for morals and you support Trump, like that, that is a reflection of you being a Christian extremist. Mm. Actually,
2: now every other attack by that side. The you know, one side against the other. The other side would deny it. We're not a Russian asset. Mm-hmm. We're not uh we're not gonna end democracy. We're not election deniers, it was legitimately stolen, blah, blah, blah. Mm. This one, they say you better believe we are Christian mm. nationalists. Mm. Interesting. Mm. very interesting they do not deny it in fact they said yeah and watch what happens they're, are they are owning this they're loving this accusation and that is what the, the the listeners this morning the the bible has all these different um big prophetic books mm. and the big the biggest the biggest being in the Old Testament, the book of Daniel, we call it apocalyptic because it's it's taking in the whole sort of scheme of history and, and explaining what's going on in the world before it actually happens. And Daniel 7 has these four great beasts that's a kingdoms. A beast is a kingdom, Daniel 7, mm-hmm. 17, 7, 23. And then when mm-hmm. we get to the book of Revelation, we get a... A, a, a more beasts. Mm. And and for the listeners, if you don't know all this stuff, it's time to find out. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's time to find out. Uh, you guys need – offering stuff all the time on there. I don't have yeah. a book to offer this morning, but um, you need to get in contact with Faith FM mm-hmm. because there's the two beasts of Revelation 13, the second beast – is a lamb like beast mm. that speaks as a dragon. Mm. Um, what we are witnessing in the world is this condensed conflict heading into something that I believe is a mini Dark Ages. Mm. And what makes it a Dark Ages is Christianity, which I, I just listened to you on the Methodists. Mm. John Wesley would roll in his grave. Mm. Mm. The Christianity is in such trouble, declining in the Western world, not in the third world, but in the Western world. Mm. They're reaching out to the government, they're reaching out into politics mm. in order to restore the Christian character of their nation. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, whenever the church. Relies on the state. When you merge the church and the government together, mm. you will get a dark ages. Absolutely.
1: Mm. And there's a pretty clear standout as to the church that will be as well, isn't there? Mm. In that Protestantism is is like the United Methodist Church. It's on the decline in many ways. It's losing mm. its identity. It's capitulated too much. So mm. the conservative, old branch of Christianity that always manages to stay just under the radar, um, is the the historic one, isn't
2: it? Mm. And Billy Graham in North Carolina, he met with all the presidents and prayed with them, but he never ran for office. What he did is mm. he preached the gospel. Yeah. Mm. And And that's what the world needs today is some more preaching of the gospel and the transformation of the human heart. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think that was again the power of Methodism is that it it was also simultaneously as much as being a movement about sanctification, it was all and the Holy Spirit working in you. It was furthermore a movement of evangelism, Mm. of evangelism, of charity um, that was based on the common person, you and Mm. me, living up to the responsibility that God has given us Mm. to share the gospel
1: and Bible. Witness, yeah, it was, it was yeah. very personal. It was about developing your own faith, not relying on the church. And so, I and find- he, he
2: developed lay preachers, Wesley, yeah. because that the official church of his time rejected him. Mm. So, he had 12 rules for his little helpers. Mm. His little helpers were his lay preachers, mm-hmm. and it was such a grassroots movement. It transformed the history of England. It, I think they avoided a, a revolution mm-hmm. that France went through, and even the United States because of Methodism. It was mm-hmm. such a powerful force.
0: Absolutely, and so, but you know, when we look at the United States today, unfortunately, the the cases that Christians are. Uh, fighting to be on a on a winning Mm. side of politics where they can have political influence rather than fighting to share the gospel
1: it's concerning isn't it because we've got the u.s's history in many ways Mm. was built around this idea of separation of church and state more than any Mm. other nation before it you know many of the protestant uh, the early protestant churches just became the new state church the u.s was different and now the u.s is sort of (laughs) going that route again and in a way that's not very believable in a strange sense like when i as a christian man myself when i look at donald trump like he's many things and i don't disapprove like i'm not like a rabid anti-trump guy or something like that but he doesn't strike me as like some sort of zealous warrior for christ Mm. you know
2: i i I would vote for trump i'll just put my thing on there ahead of Mm. biden i just would but i wouldn't want him as my pastor
0: no, like, no exactly what yeah. to yeah. this, this is something that we've talked on the breakfast show before about is that like Trump at the end of the day is a politician. Mm. Um that doesn't mean politicians can't have sincere Christian convictions, but if anyone mm. was like good at pandering to Christians it's Trump. Like he, mm. he's fantastic at it. You know, we, we've brought up some, uh, mm. we brought up some scenarios here on the breakfast show. I remember there's just one of these. It was a classic interview where mm. he's interviewed by some Christian media. They start asking him some questions like, "Hey, what's your favorite Bible verses?" Mm. And they're like, he's <laughs> like, "Oh, that's something very personal to me. It's something I don't really talk about." And he's like, and, and they're like. Your favorite Bible verse, and that you know they press him a little bit. They're like, "Oh, but you know, that's like every Christian has a favorite Bible verse. It's mm. not a very private thing." Mm. And they're like, "Hey, listen, I don't appreciate this." Is what he's saying to them. I don't appreciate you pressing me on this topic. <laughs> I'm ending the interview. And He walks off, and this is during his presidential, you know, like his term. Yeah. And so, like, you can see clearly from these kinds of instances, you, you know, to look at someone's past history, you can say, okay, it's 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 you know, maybe they don't act in a Christian way. But I, I believe in redemption as well. I believe people yeah. can can grow in their faith and can change and God can work in them, but yeah, mm. in in his present state, like in the way he mm. operates presently, it's like, hey man, like he's he's not he's not living his life yeah. to represent at the Christ. risk of
1: being yeah. an armchair psychologist. That doesn't sound like a man who's yeah. reading his Bible daily. You know, yeah. he's getting in the word. Yeah. yeah, if
2: God if God will never force me to do anything, he, he'll lead me, he'll influence me, but he'll never force me. This is the problem, the nature and character of God is not reflected in when the government tries to enforce religion. Now, we haven't seen that yet, but what the Bible's portraying is a mini dark ages is coming, and I don't know when that's going to happen. I haven't been given, I'm not a prophet, nor the son of a prophet, as Amos said, mm-hmm. but I can tell you now when when they're accused of being Christian nationalists, and this is they're just throwing anything at the wall, the Democratic side to make something stick, mm. the other side says you better believe it. Mm. Um, mm. That's that's a worry to me. I think we.
0: Uh, I think we've oh, there in the we go. Western world. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, hey, we just missed that last sentence there. Do you want to repeat Sorry. that for us? Sorry. I,
2: I think we're witnessing some tremendous shifts in the Western world right mm-hmm. now. Led by the United States, and this is bigger than Ben Hur when it comes to Bible mm-hmm. prophecy. This mm-hmm. is leading us into a massive conflict. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just you know, everyone's thought that of every generation, but no generation has seen what we're seeing. Yeah. So read your Bibles and, and don't think running to for office is gonna change the world. What will change the world is you walking with God and being mm. filled with the Holy yeah. Spirit. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Amen. Yeah, as the Bible says, you know, or um, well, as Jesus says, if I be lifted up I'll draw all men under myself and, and we have such a such a calling to lift jesus up and and then it's like okay how are we supposed to do that and i I just love the examples that the bible gives right throughout the book of acts is people personally encountering the disciples and Mm -hmm. having these positive personal experiences with disciples and then furthermore being exposed to the gospel that is how people are converted there is Mm. literally no other way there is no other way and so and the
2: the extremes of the left where gender zip up for grabs, everything's up for grabs now. The extremes is what's actually forcing everyone into this place. Mm. And, and one reaction to one isn't going to make the other right either. No. But I can fully understand why Christians are wanting to reach out mm. a, into politics and say, we've got to fix our country. I, I fully relate to that. Mm. But that is not God's way.
1: No. But well, we're seeing less faith in politicians, aren't we? And just as a general rule. And like yeah. new politicians aren't the answer in many ways. Mm. Funding God is. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Hey, Justin, thank you so much for your insights and your input on this particular topic.
2: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.